It's going to be a fun podcast. This is going to be uh, an experience. Well, you know what, Mark? It, it'll just be that at the end of the, the uh, at the end of the week when this episode is released, you're going to actually have to listen to it because it'll be all new content for you. <laughs> no. What's up, Hero fans? My name's Luke, and I am here to welcome you to Hero Notes, the My Hero Academia recap podcast. The podcast that aims to go beyond and recap all the chapters from the My Hero Academia manga by Kohei Horikoshi. And on this week's episode, we are wrapping up our coverage of Volume 8. And after such a long journey that we took to get here, dear listeners, what better way to relax at a place like the Catnap Inn, even, than with a delicious meal and a relaxing dip in the hot springs. Uh, so with me tonight to, to take a dip into them hot springs and soak up uh, all that sauna goodness is my friend and co-host extraordinaire, Batman Beyond Mark. Yo, what up? Yo, what up? You know, I was relaxing until you mispronounced the name of the inn. It was called Catnap Inn, right? Catnip. Um, oh, um, my bad. Well, you see, I'm just keeping a PG here. For I'm a... more confused how you confused an I for an A. <sighs> Listen, you know, after the night I've had, Mark, I'm confusing a lot of things in my reading right now. But uh, yeah, you got me there. Okay. Well, as you as you mentioned in the pre-recording, this just raises a lot of questions about uh, about the the. The property of the wild, wild pussycats, doesn't it? No, it, it just—I don't know. It's just a qu- question: Why they run an inn, and, and then later they're like, "No, we're not making food for you anymore." Like, you, you make food for people on a regular basis. Why are you running a an inn? Your your heroes is this money on the side? Like, what what what's going what's going on? Also, you're implying drug use with the name. What's going on here? Gotta pay the bills somewhere, Mark. Right. Also, uh, look, uh, Pixie Bomb. It really wants a, a a husband, but of course she's having trouble finding a husband. She's literally in the middle of the forest. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got a good point actually. I don't know what uh you know Tinder connections are like in the middle of a forest. Maybe they have good Wi-Fi in the catnip in probably better Wi-Fi than I have at my house. There's a little which bo- is behind funny the because joke. you're using an Ethernet connection, but whatever. Oh my goodness! But before we get into more about our lives, we have some housekeeping to do. We sure more do, specifically. Mark. You have some housekeeping. I have a lot of, which is an excellent idea, considering how tonight I have the poor connection that I will be covering all the housekeeping. Uh, but we will make it work, won't we, Mark? First of all, hot off the presses, uh, we gotta give, as per usual, uh, we gotta wish our, you know, our our friend of the show, Reggie, uh, a quick and speedy recovery of the Reggie of the cosmic treadmill and weird science fame, of course, Mark. Uh, He's on know. the shirt, you know. He is on the shirt. Uh, I don't have a shirt. 
but I do have a shirt. You have a shirt. Oh, la di da. But um, you know, <laughs> no. we we got to meet. Well, he's on the mend. Uh, so but we, you know, just because someone's on the mend doesn't mean you know you, you got to keep on. We wish him them, well. Sending them supporting messages, right, Mark? Uh, and I'm sure all our listeners wish him well as well, even if they don't know him. They just wish the guy well, uh, and that's all we can do. Secondly, Mark, I'm going to keep this uh, this housekeeping going. Got to get this house nice and clean. Uh, and I will, if you recall, Mark, uh, on last week's hit episode, uh, I mentioned a, a little volume of manga that came out called The Right Way to Make Jump. That um, was a thing that happened, yes. It was a thing that happened. Uh, and I, I read it. Uh, I read it last night when I should be sleeping. Uh, of course. That's the perfect you sleep? Yeah, I know. It's such a crazy concept. Uh, but uh, I, w- I, w- I would like to inform all our listeners in case, because, you know, it does have a, a lot of My Hero themed content uh, with that interview with Horikoshi, um, Mark. So, you know, I wanted to kind of judge uh, if it was worth the time of our listeners. And uh, my two cents. Uh, surprise, surprise, because I bought it. I think it is worth uh, the time of any fan of Hero Notes. You get a lot of good information uh, from Horikoshi, because in, 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 in the specific chapter, they visit his studio. So you get a lot of behind-the-scenes photos. Uh, you get a lot of good interaction between him and the, uh, the narrator of the book, uh, who is a very funny protagonist all by himself um and it's a it's very and his editor his old now he has switched editors recently the one thing that you do have to keep in mind is that this uh interview took place a while back i think because he shows you some of the behind the scenes drawings and a lot of them are from the sports festivals so it's you know fairly uh you know a couple of years back but it's still interesting to see how it's evolved since then kind of his process uh, and even just seeing his work area is very interesting, um, and you get to you get to see interactions with his old editor, who who was his editor for a, a fair amount of volumes. I think it's up until the late teens uh, before he switched. On top of that, it is a very interesting manga that goes through a lot of the details of the uh, production process and the editorial process for making Shonen Jump. Uh, both the Japanese edition and the English edition, they have a special chapter where they go to America at the end, which is a, a delight to read. Um, so, so having all that on top of that, I'd say just buy it for the Horikoshi content, but having all that on top of that, uh, all in one neat little package, uh, you know, I got to give my seal of approval for that one, Mark. Uh, the two thumbs up from me. Uh, worth a read, definitely. But, Mark, uh, that is not the end of our housekeeping uh, today, I'll let you know. Uh, we no, have... it isn't, because we have two big releases. Oh, we do indeed, Mark. Why don't you tell the listener, because I want you to get in on some of this Listener. Listen, oh, listeners, sorry. We have more. Uh, according to our listener accounts, we have more than one, uh, which is surprising to me as well. But uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell all our listeners what is out this week? in terms of My Hero Academia content. Uh, volume number five of My Hero Academia Vigilantes comes out this week. Indeed. And I don't actually... Uh, I know it's the other, the second light novel for My Hero Academia, but I could not tell you the title of it. School Briefs Volume 2, Mark. Uh, That's now it, the thing. And it's blue. 
It is it's a very nice cover, actually. Here's the big question, though, Mark, because uh, eagle-eared listeners will remember that you were not the biggest fan of School Breeze Volume 1. I found it mediocre at best. <laughs> and, uh, and, and just really annoying and insulting to the reader's, like, knowledge and intelligence of the just things. Oh, and it's constant reintroduction. Of- constant reintroduction. Like, it's over-exaggeration of over-exaggerated characters. Yes. Now, it is still uh, a volume one, though, Mark, so you got to give it a little bit of the benefit mm, of the Not when you have as much content about specific characters as they had at that po- the point of its original publication. Uh, that is also true. I can give... I, uh, see, I, can, I can see it both ends. I'm personally just waiting to pick up volume two and to read an entire recap of the world and how it functions in the first chapter. Oh, boy. And just never touch it again. Uh, well, you did say you were going to give this volume a shot at least, didn't you? Mark? I did, and I've ju- I, this is how this is how low my expectations are. I have braced myself for going to pick it up. This is the world of heroes. Here's how it works. Here's the things, and it's like, oh my, why am I literally finding out how everything works here? When when the assumption is that I'm coming from somewhere else, I can understand a page or two, but an entire chapter. Yes, uh, the longest chapter, if memory serves. Well, it was the introduction chapter as well, right, Mark? You gotta, you know, you gotta give it some legway at least, right? No. <sighs> okay. Well, you know, you've still got this volume to try, and even if you don't like the 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 writing, you got some nice horikoshi sketches in there in between the spicing things up a bit, you know, and, and a nice double sided poster as well. Uh, so, th- I think that alone might be worth. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, your mileage may vary if it's worth the price. I'm looking forward to the vigilantes. Uh, well, That's yeah, true. but we all know that you you are going to enjoy vigilantes volume five, uh, no matter what. Anyway, uh, yes, the, that, the, that is true. The the interesting point here is whether or not your what what your take on school breeze volume two will be. It will get a number out of ten. That's oh. my that's my preemptive review. Okay, we'll get a no- okay. Well, between one and ten, maybe yes. Um, I think that is fair. Uh, but you know, in terms of what your score will be for School Breeze Volume Two, Mark, all our listeners will have to listen to an episode at a later date, uh, where where we will both read it, get around to reading it eventually. Uh, I'm sure in our busy. Yes, lives. when it comes out in like four months for you. Oh yeah, I, I'm looking forward to reading it Christmas 2019. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be great. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but with that being said, Mark, we might as well jump into the main chapter of the evening. I believe it involves a seven. It, it involves a seven and a one. My Hero Academia, chapter 71, Kota, written and drawn by Kohei Horikoshi, and it was first published in Weekly Shonen Jump, issue two, way, way back in 2016. And Mark... We open, uh, continuing off where we left in the in the mountains of the Pussycat. I mean, it's a, we're in the mountains, but we're not continuing right where we left off. We find that it is 5.20 p.m., and they are just arriving, which is really, really funny. And they're arriving at the, the Pussycat Catnip Inn, which is just an inn in the middle of... I love it. It's just an inn that's just in the middle of basically a mountain range yep, that that has classrooms in it <laughs> and meeting rooms. 
Hey, you never know in addition when you to need being an actual, room. you know, Japanese inn. You never know. And when I, you I find need... it interesting because there appears to be no other staff at this inn other than the Pussycats. Yeah, it's quite barren, this inn. It could be that they're all off on summer break, you know? Uh, I'm not sure that staff would have summer break. That is, yeah, that is, that is true. It's more of, it's possible that they could have been, you know, basically... Basically, like, hey, guys, paid time off, go. We have a big event, like, hero thing going on here, or something like that. I can see, well, obviously, have, they've, they've got a lot of money uh, in in the the Pussycat Industries, because they've got I, a, I guess. a big mountain I, I would, range, big catnip in, all to the, just four people. Wow. Uh, business is booming, it five. seems, Mark. Five. Five, yes. Uh, no, wait. Four. No, it is five. We have the four Pussycats in Coda. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's not hes not really, you know, earning a lot of money, though, uh, Mark. Is he uh, a child? What? It, he's an employee. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're not wrong there. He might not be able to work full time because of it, but... Eh. But yeah, so they, they finally arrive, and we get to see uh, our four main uh, characters, uh, all kind of bruised and injured, and we see them all injured in their, their very own unique ways. Uh, Midoriya is just completely exhausted and in just in pain. Bakugo is holding his hands because of uh, he's been using his quirk too much and just all the stuff. Uh, Shoto is covered is, is frosted over, and Ida is like he always is is just having engine trouble to the point where I'm like maybe maybe you shouldn't kick people. Like I get that it's super powerful, but you seem to break the engine every single time you attack with it. Yeah, it, well, tell me a fight. Tell me a fight. Where he hasn't broken his engine. Well, you know, that is true. But also, he's been fighting for a and while. You're right. Mark. There is one. There is one fight where he hasn't broken his engine. Really? It was against Shoto, where Shoto just froze him. Oh well, yeah. That, he had that. Uh, he had that assist from Shoto. That's what helped him out. Yeah. No, no. I'm talking about in the tournament. Oh, in the oh yeah. Yeah, but he did try to get a hit in. He just didn't get it in time. He yeah. did get a hit in. Did he? Uh, oh, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. That, yeah, that, he that did. big round. It, it just big. unfortunately yeah. he got frozen. My point is, is Edith seems great on paper, useless. Then we cut to the next page and we see all the rest of the class just all exhausted in their own ways if they have them. Like, Coda's clutching his throat. His throat, yes. Which I just find it interesting. Like, how did he use it? Uh, like, how was he using his... Um, like I guess he's calling on animals. Um, Minetta's th- bleeding this, from the scalp. Minetta's bleeding. Um, Aoyama's clutching his chest. Uh, <laughs> Jiro's headphone, like ear, are just destroyed. Um, yes. uh, Kaminari is just, he's in dumb mode. In dumb mode. Um, yes. Sarah is just horribly bruised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, um, Ojiro. Oh, do his tail. And then we have Togoyami who has just this big gash across his face. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. And this oh, never comes... It disappears immediately, but it's just like, jeez, what happened? He must be a fast healer. Yikes. That sounds... Yeah, that looks sore. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. It, it, it looks bad. Mm. It's just... Jeez. They're all looking uh, very worse for wear altogether. Yes. Um, and, uh... Yeah. And, and, and they're just like and then the pussycats just kind of laugh I'm like how oh, you didn't make it in time for lunch and they're just like were you tr- three hours were you trying to kill us <laughs> and and uh and then oh we we have her name hold on um the uh brunette pussycat um 
We haven't uh, had our name revealed Mandalay. yet. Have, oh, Mandalay. yes. But I'm just, okay. I'm just using their names. Mandalay, so we have uh, Mandalay's like, sorry. She's like, that's how long it would have taken us to do. And they're like, I, I, I like how uh, Soto's just like, oh, so now you're making fun of us. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, so you're to straight up making fun of us. And that's a fair reaction, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she does have a point. You know, they're, they're trained in this, whereas these kids these kids haven't had much training, Mark. What do you think about them apples? Oh, exactly. Like, it's like, I, I get that they're here for the training, but at the same time, UA has done a terrible job teaching them anything. In fact, all of them have learned all of their fancy skills from other people who are not employed at the school. Yep. Pretty Every... Much single one of them who's learned something new it has been from somebody else or something that has had an impact on the story at the very least uh pretty much all of them it's their internships yeah yeah their yeah. internships or they knew the skills beforehand yeah pretty much and it's uh to the point where it's like wow we are 71 chapters in and our characters have learned nothing from their school oh boy well from what we've seen of them, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Like, tangibly, they have learned, at this point, Midoriya is the only one that's learned anything from the school, and that was in, like, chapter five or six? Mm. With, the, with the ball throw? Yeah, well, yeah. That's it. Yes, yes. Because we haven't focused at all on the actual schooling. Everything everybody else learned had absolutely... Nothing to do with the UA because they were the internships, but no, it's if anything, this highlights my problem with a lot of the this part of the series is that they talk about a lot of oh we've learned stuff, but then it's like no, no you haven't, and this is very evident that you haven't. We can only dream of what Class One B have gotten uh, so far that we haven't, Mark. Well, apparently Class One B has had basic freaking training. Like, basic, like, combat training. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. As we eventually learn, you know, in, like, 150 chapters. Oh, well, that's spoilers for our listeners, Mark. My goodness. Well, not really. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you haven't even read that arc, Mark, so I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? What are you talking about? Oh. I use that arc to go to sleep. <laughs> You know, you're not you're not too far off. I, the, the, it, that would be a very relaxing way to nod off. But we move on, Mark. Uh, we see that. Um, well, uh, oh, Pixie Bob is it? Yeah, yes, Pixie, Pixie Bob, Bob is pointing out that uh, they were able to. to uh, well, uh, they thought that it would take them longer, which I thought was no. She thought it would take. I mean, it says we, but it, it's her. Yeah, but like, how long did she think they were going to take? Jeez, uh, I but, don't know. She's she has the coolest power, like like tangible power out of the the pussycats. Yes. Um, though Mandalay uh, does some very clever you has some very clever usage later she on. She uses her quirk very tactically. That is true. She she does and to the point where it was like, oh, that is that is clever. Yes. That is really clever, and I love it. Uh, uh, but no, she like. Pixie Bob is probably brute strength wise the strongest. Oh yeah, like, it's, with, it's, with, with, with that quirk, definitely. Yeah, with that quirk, and then she's especially with how efficient she is at it. Because apparently, this entire time, you know, which we don't see one thing once again that the anime fixes that we really and we talked about this last time that there like this this there's nothing mechanically wrong with this chapter, but there should have been a chapter between this mm. where we actually get to see what 
it would have been a perfect chance to show off what every single person in the class can do. Yes. Because yes. there are people in this class who we have never seen what we like even even in the this the, the piece that just happened, we didn't really see what they could do. Like like Ojiro? Ojiro, we know what he can do because we've seen the anime and we actually see him, for instance, in the USJ fighting off you know, people using uh hit and run tactics. But uh we never actually see him do anything. Hmm. Um uh, in the manga itself, and that would have been a perfect way to have a cool fighting chapter where we get to see them kind of figuring this out as they move through, and we get to see everybody show off their powers competently. But nope, nope, we just missed all of it. And then pretty much Pixie Bob is like, especially you four, and she points to our main four, Bakugo. The big Shoko. four, yes. Uh, and Midori's like, like, I'm guessing uh, your past experiences allows you to act without hesitation, and I'm like, I'm not they, they they talk about acting without hesitation. It's like, okay, so at the very beginning, yes, that very beginning part, which is what they flash back to. And I'm just like, so so out of the entirety of what happened, you're talking about the opening five seconds that that's the only thing you focus on, Pixie Bob. Well, that's the bit we've seen, Mark, so it's a good that's thing the only you focus it on. Oh, exactly boy. my point. Wow, well, would you really want three chapters of going through the Beast no, Wars? No, but I would have actually probably really liked one. You know, I probably would have liked Because as we talked about, like, last last chapter, like, it, it, it ended right as they, you know, at the very beginning. And then you have the next chapter of, of them going through the woods and, you know, using their stuff tactically. We'd even get to see, you know, how, how some of the more impractical, like, for this type of combat quirks would be used. Um... And stuff like that. Because, hmm. I mean, for instance, um, uh, Hagakiri, like, a big thing that they point out and they emphasize in this series, and they, they really hammer home, is that if you don't have the right quirk for a situation, you should just not, you should just leave mm-hmm. and really not even help out. Like, it, it, they don't do it as much later on when I think uh, Horokoshi realized that's not really what heroes would do, but at least up to this point. That's been a big thing kind of emphasized. If you don't have the right quirk, well, then you're useless. Hmm. It's not like you could have other skills or, you know, like help out in some other ways or be clever. Um, or run tactical. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. uh, on the field, there's a lot of different uses. Yes. Yeah. But and it's like, that. well, I mean, like, Hagakuri, like, what sh- could she do to help? But she does. We do see her help out in the anime, if I remember correctly. We do right? see her yes. help out in the anime as as, as decoy. Decoy, yes. But once again, it's like. But that's my first thought when I I, can, I remember that very clearly when I first read this. Um, I was just like, well, well, what did these people do? Like, like it would have been nice to I don't know see something. Yeah. And while I won't hold that against this chapter, I am holding it against the volume. Oh. As a hint for later, just okay. a little hint. Okay. But yes, no, it, it it legitimately bothers me. It's like, oh, well, you four, it's like, well, yeah. In this volume, it's literally what we saw them do three just, pages ago. Yeah, just that. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, like, it, That's the only thing that impressed you out of the entire group. Hmm. It leaves a bad... This scene has always left a bad taste in my mouth because of how Horikoshi handled the whole... this part of the arc. Right, right, right. Um, but then, yes, Pixie Bob is like, kind of freaks out over them and is like, you know what, in three years, like, we're going to have fun. And then as I was just like, I'm sorry, what is wrong with her mandolin? Because <laughs> this is where we get Mandolin's name dropped. Um, and she's like, I'm sorry. Like, she's scared that she will be a spinster. And just like, uh. Not very appropriate 
Well, she does say in three years, which is still not okay. But, but I mean, it, it, it would be, but it, it's still like, wow, that's not okay, Pixie Bomb. Oh, boy. Uh, but uh, in between Pixie Bomb uh, harassing her students, or her guests, I suppose, uh, we see um, a small child appears. Uh, the boy with the horny hat. Or the hat with the horse on it, Mark. Uh, the horny hat doesn't sound so good when I say it out loud. Uh, but uh, we find out that this guy is actually Mandalay's nephew. Uh, Which becomes a confusing statement in a couple of pages. Really? Oh, we, we got to do a family trees here, Mark. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but we find out his name is Coda. And Mandalay calls him over to say hello to everybody. Uh, and Midoriya, you know, he bends down to shake hands and he says, I'm Midoriya from UA's high school hero course. It's nice to meet you. For all his trouble, Mark, he just gets punched right where the sun don't shine. Uh, and, and he's out. And Midoriya uh, is out. He's knocked, uh, he's knocked out cold. Oh, boy. And and Ida is very uh, shocked by I like the yikes and uh, sound effect. And Mandalay is pissed. <laughs> Well, you would be too. Like, oh my god! Well, I, I know, I know. She's like the heck, Coda. <laughs> and then Coda's response is just, he can't abide jerks who want to be heroes. Uh, and everybody is impressed by his impressive use of vocabulary at such an early age. Uh, I and I too. love that Bakugo immediately likes this kid. <laughs> they sense a connection, uh, you know. Uh, and I like that that uh, Todoroki calls calls that out as well. Uh, but yeah, so pretty much. Uh, uh, well, it's Aizawa who calls an end to all of these shenanigans, and he says that uh, everybody has to go drop off their luggage, and then they can have dinner at the mess hall. Uh, after that, it's time for a bathing session, and then bedtime, because the real training starts tomorrow. Uh, and then we cut to said mess hall, uh, and everybody is about to dig into a delicious feast mark. Yes, and I actually really like how we get to see all the different, like, clicks. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, well, do you think uh, it's clicks? I suppose. Well, I mean, not even clicks. It's, it's like the groups. Like, we have pretty much, uh, we have Midoriya, mm. uh, Mineta, um, Suraka, Ida, yeah. and uh, uh, Ochako mm. uh, eating together. Um, and then we have um, you have Kaminar and Zero eating together. And the interesting one is is I mean it, it's um, we have Koda and we have a uh, Tokoyami eating kind of together. But it's it's weird that Shoto's with them. I'm like it's it's cool. Like he's even gesturing like, hey Koda, can you pass that? I it was probably just a free seat and he sat there. It was, I know I know, but it was just I I mean because there's somebody that's covered up by uh, one of the word bubbles next to Midoriya, so I'd have been like, oh, could he be there? But no, I just find it really interesting that he's right there, and it's just like, is, is that his only interaction with Koda in the entire series? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah, oh, well, it, yeah. I, I, I can't just think of like, any huh. And I'm like, wow, Koda, that horn on your head, or like the top of your head, really changes, you know, sizes in every single panel that uh, you ever appear in. Yeah, in every of your, in each of your. Your appearances spanned over 20 chapters uh, at this stage. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's just like, wow, your head changes, like, not even just, like, a little bit, like, drastically <laughs> to the point where I'm like, can we get a character sheet in here? It, it's unique. It has unique uh, interpretations but from panel to panel, I would say, yes. To the point where I – well, I mean, I, I, I criticize, but then you look at the anime and they're able to keep a consistent style. Well, they do have model sheets. yes. Um, I know I'm being picky because I like Coda, but I also I just I legitimately like the interaction with just like uh, showed up being like, hey, pass that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, 
But then we get to the next uh, next panel, and I feel like you want this one. Oh boy, yeah, I do. We got some manly eating, Mark, uh, as Kirishima and Kaminari are both shoveling rice into their mouths, uh, and they're saying how delicious it is. Uh, they're pointing out that the the flavors are just seeping into every part. Whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Oh my goodness, it's seeping into every part of them. Apparently, Mark, uh, and uh, each grain is just as good as lunch rushes, which is high praise, because uh, lunch rush makes pretty pretty mean rice last time I checked, Mark. But yeah, they're enjoying the meal. Pixie Bob is just saying that these boys get weirdly excited when they're hungry. They mentioned something about a clay pot. I'm not really sure. Yeah, what... no, I I got that too, and I was looking back, and I'm like, I mean, the, the, I think they're asking, like, was it made in a in a clay pot? And I think it has something to do with, the, like, the flavoring of stuff, okay. like, have things aged in certain types of barrels. But um, That makes sense. It kind of comes out of nowhere, like, because it's like, clay pot, like, it's almost like the response, like, he's like, like, somebody said something about it, he's like, wait, clay pot? And yeah, like, it seems like, like a response. What do you mean, like, was this made in a clay pot? It, 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 it's a response to something. But it, it's like a realization of what it is. But it, it just—it's poor. The conveyance there is poor. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a jump. A shonen jump. We find out from uh, Pixie Bob that uh, they better not expect all this uh, pampering with all this nice food uh, seeping into them to continue, Mark, because uh, it's for one night only. Which tells me that yes, they do run this in and they do regularly make food for the guests. And a lot of food as well. Uh, if they have all yes. these supplies might, to feed like a whole class worth, my goodness. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's basically they're feeding an inn's worth of people. That so. is true. Yes, yes. Just, just the whole family is helping out, Mark. Look, Coda's lifting up the vegetables. Wow. I think Coda wants to be able to... Oh, Bakugo is the one sitting next to Midoriya. Oh. Why is Bakugo sitting next to Midoriya? Yes, so he was behind the speech bubble. And so is Hagakiri, but I, I just I now heavily question why Bakugo intentionally sat next to Midoriya. Yeah, it makes me... Like, is this set seating? Because there's I, no I, way he would choose this. Maybe... It could because, be in their like their seating position. No, no, it isn't because just just some of the others are. It was just I just heavily question. It's like it, it, was he forced to sit there? Because I can't imagine it was by choice, but I guess it was. Maybe Midoriya was next to the good food, Mark. I just I see violence happening. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of shoving elbows. I think while they while they're eating here, hmm. as, as Mineta like throws food. <laughs> <in his face. laughs> It's like more on his face than than in his mouth at this stage. Uh, yeah. The but, point where first time I saw him, like, is he vomiting? No, he's eating. Yeah, it's, it's going the other way. Speaking of Veneta. Oh, oh, well, do you want to take this scene, Mark? Because this is. Uh, oh boy. Um. So they're all now at the hot springs, which is divided, you know, with a fence to the male and the the female side. Yes. Um. And so 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 all the boys are getting in and and they're relaxing and I once again. I love that touch where it's like, oh, yeah, no, the friends tend to be near each other. Yes, yes, yes. It is a nice touch. Um, and and I, once again, I find it interesting that we have a group of uh, Togoyabi, uh, Koda, and uh, Shoto. Yeah, they're <laughs> all very close. I'm just like, I mean, cool. I didn't realize they did stuff together. Like, I mean, I knew the Koda and uh, uh, Togoyabi, Togoyabi, but I was just, I was just like, Shoto, okay, like, it's cool. Can, can we expand on some of the friendships like the the, the whatever um uh but then Netta is just kind of looking over at the at the wall um and he he's doing what he usually does is lusting over the girls and he basically is like i want to be on the other side of that wall and uh 
uh, I love Kaminari, uh, his look here when he's like, wait, what? Like, what are you about to do, kid? What are you about to do, Mineta? I like uh, Midori's expression as well. It's pretty, uh, he looks pretty shaken. Like, everybody is like, what are you doing, yes, dude? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and Ida, Ida finally steps up and is like, stop now. Like, like, this is shameful. These are your classmates. Eminetta is just like, just so nonchalantly like, oh, so strict. And then immediately goes into a... So the best way to describe it is he's using he's using the balls like the the, the balls on his head to, to scale the wall, which uh, ah, I completely forgot. I completely forgot about this, and because it's absolutely the reference in the movie that they're making, like how how much of a utility these things could actually be. Yes, yes. for him. Um, but he's like, here I come, and he's just like cl- quickly climbing up the wall, busting over, and as he gets to the top, Coda. Uh, off as he's like about to get to the top of the wall and uh, Mineta falls and uh, this part's all you uh, oh, oh. Yes, <laughs> why are you giving you get me the, the bombshell uh, be- oh my uh, goodness because, because of the top of the next page I want you to describe that okay, okay. so we see we see uh, Koda uh, put, do do whatever you know justice is finally served and Mineta Mineta shoved off shoved off from a great height as well like, uh, pretty... also all the balls on the wall disappeared I just noticed that maybe yeah yeah that is true maybe, yeah. and they're supposed to stick around for a while actually yeah, so that's and his awesome. towel falls off as and he it, falls and it's, yeah that is true well I, before before we see uh, Mineta's uh, mighty uh, towel falling which we oh, don't we, see anything yeah it, yeah of course but uh, then as Koda turns around uh, well, he hears voices behind him, and then he turns around and he sees all the girls uh, in just. And they, they're thanking, they're thanking him. And I have to say, girls, I don't know what you thought would happen when you thanked him. Just be like, thank you. Don't turn around. Don't turn around in response to this. But thank you. Yeah, because if you hear like if you hear something, you're gonna turn around. I, I, it, it just, it's just fan service for the sake of fan service. So let's just keep on going. Uh, and then Koda gets surprised, and he takes a little tumble, and he falls. Oh, he off. passes out. He, yeah, okay. He, he straight see, up passes out. <laughs> you see the blood coming from his nose. A, a little bit of blood. He passes out. Uh, and the balls do reappear. They do. Uh, and uh, we see Ida catches uh, Mineta. <laughs> Wow. Please describe it, because it's hilarious. We see Mineta has landed uh, behind first mark, you might say, if we're keeping it dignified, right into Ida's face. Yes, um, and he's lost his towel, and he smacks right into Ida's face, and it's hilarious. But... Is it me, or is Mineta really, really tiny in in this panel? Or is the Ida just really big? It's the angle. Oh, yes. And then Midoriya, yes. Midoriya quickly grabs Koda and keeps him from, you know, dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he his head first there. But can we just go back to the fact that just, just it, it's just hilarious, just like this entire thing. It's like, Horikoshi, why are you punishing Ida? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it for not stopping him because he's the speedster on the team? Like, wh- why, why did you have him catch Mineta, who was falling but first with his face. Like, why would you do this? It's hilarious. Yes. But what did Ida do to you? He did He did not deserve this. I would say none of them did, but yeah, Ida definitely didn't. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, well, that, that Mineta's fiendish deeds are done for the chapter, thankfully. And we move on to yes. the 
building manager office, uh, which is another building in this kind of bin, or an, another room. Uh, in this it's kind probably of bin. just a room. Yeah, just a room, just a room. Uh, it's not that big. So Midoriya is uh, is pointing out, uh, or Midoriya is explaining the situation, still in his towel. Yeah, no, I I I I, I got that. Yeah, I was like, uh, dude, you couldn't like. Throw on some pants. Like, I know it's you know it's an emergency and all that, but like you know, like it, it's not like he was like actually like super hurt or like bleeding out. Yeah, it's was... like I my first priority is getting him in there. It's like you're going, you hold them, you throw, you step into some pants and pull them up as you're walking. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but you know, obviously Midoriya wasn't even worried about that. Midoriya explains that uh, he must have passed out from fear of falling, uh, which is no. Probably not what happened, uh, as we've seen. Uh, and then uh, Mandalay explains that they put uh, they put him on guard because uh, Eraser told them that one of the students was, and I quote, the embodiment of lust, um, which seems to explain or describe Mineta well. I would say uh, that's not inaccurate. If you're gonna if you're gonna describe him some way, you know that's not totally wrong. Uh, and then Midori's just glad that nobody got hurt. Uh, and then he starts thinking back about this Koda guy, and he remembers uh, getting punched into. He remembers. <laughs> yeah, not, not very happy about it. Uh, and then he explains that he's surprised that Koda seems pretty opposed to all these heroes. Uh, and he explains that compared to him, all his life, Midoriya has been surrounded by people who want to be heroes, uh, and so did Midoriya. So he he thinks it's a bit unusual that a kid like Koda. A kid his age would be so uh, adverse to them. Um, and then Mandalay, well, what does Mandalay explain, Mark? Well, she explains that, you know, that that, that would probably be true if he was, you know, a normal kid, hmm. being raised normally. But, um, and then Pixie Bomb comes in kind of with a, is that tea or like hot chocolate or something? A beverage, yes, a beverage. Mandalay's cousins were Coda's parents. And this is where I have a problem. It's like, but if he was a nephew, then he would be like her brother or sister's kid or her she's not married but you know you could be on the other side of that too like a spouse's you know brother or sister kid that's how nephews work right not cousin now that could be a japanese thing that just doesn't translate well to the u.s and how we do things yeah i'm not sure it's like my cousin it's like my like second cousin's kid or something like that i'm like that's not how that works mm. but whatever um, and they, they were heroes who died in the line of duty. And Pixie Bomb kind of continues, like, you know, it was two years ago, they were protecting civilians from a, vil- uh, from a villain. She's like, you know what, there's no better way for a hero to meet their, like, you know, their end. It was an honorable death. And, you know, they kind of get, both her and Mandalay continue. It's like, but at the same time, for, for a boy who's only kind of just starting to learn about the world, they were his world. And he pretty much views it as they left him. And, yeah. Pretty sad story, all in all. Yep. Well, Mandalay explains that, yeah, well, as you were saying, the, the, the entire world thing. And then he says that, um, or she says that, uh, he, she doesn't think that Koda likes them very much either. Uh, but with no other relatives to rely on, he cooperates. Uh, because to Koda, heroes are nasty people he can't understand. And Midoriya listens to this. And he thinks about another person who had a, a differing opinion when it comes to heroes. This is Shigaraki's uh, lines here, talking about uh, All Might, uh, All Might smiling 
uh, as if to say that there's no one he can. I'm pretty sure this is Shigaraki, right? I think so. I think that was his line. I can't remember. I think so. Okay, well, um, roll with because it. unlike unlike an American comic where you can give certain colors or, or stylized boxes to to characters, you you can only do that to such an extent in a black and white comic. Yes, and I would I would actually argue that is one of the bigger problems with this format. So you don't need to always connect bubbles to people. You can be like, "Oh, this is this." Well, of course that's Batman's box. It's it's the black, you know, it's the black with the white text, or yes. it's uh, back when it was like a, a note paper. If you remember that area where it was like, you know, it's supposed to be like from his journal. Oh yes, stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes, like stuff like that. You can do fancy stuff like that. That makes it all easy and nice to understand. Uh, but not not so much here. So it, I think so. Okay, well, is we- what I'm gonna say. It makes sense anyway, because we get future Midoriya here speaking in the in the other narration box, um, and he's thinking about a, a, his reaction to this in the past, and he says that it sounds like this might be a dismissive way of putting it, uh, like it's someone else's problem, but different people have different values, and he kept hearing about other viewpoints uh, and he didn't know how to respond to these viewpoints, Mark. So he doesn't say anything about... Uh, what Koda thinks here, and he didn't say anything about what Shigaragi thought as well. So a lot of food for thought that Midoriya has had recently in regards to uh, what he thinks about heroes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Mandalay tells him to pull on some clothes, Mark, which is what we were saying as well. Uh, so that's very good. And then we cut to the next day. Uh, yes, we cut to the next day, and they even have like little cutting little things in the side yes. of hair, which is like, that's... Clever, actually. Um, and then we get to the next panel where we see everybody kind of look dazed and upset because it's now, you know, basically they haven't even been at the, they've been at the camp for 12 hours and 10 minutes at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's 5.30 a.m. Um, and we see that uh, Tokoyami is just completely awake and we see that Aoyama is going to kill somebody. <laughs> everybody else is at. Uh... I see Aoyama looks like a serial killer. Right I'm now. impressed with how awake Tokoyami is. Uh, I I honestly question how much he sleeps. You know, that given, is true. given some of the things that we're going to find out about Dark Shadow, I legitimately question how much sleep he actually gets. He's a creature of the night, Mark. Hmm. I, I I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he's up more of the night than you would think, trying to keep Dark Shadow under control. I, yeah, you know, I could see that as well. Um, but yes, so from there, uh, Aizawa points out, you know, like the, the training camp begins today. Um, what they're, the point of it is to try to get them their provisional licenses, you know, more specifically like, so that they can actually do some amount of hero work. Um, and pretty much he's trying to get, basically you guys are getting prepared early. Like some of this stuff wouldn't be covered normally at this point, but kind of the world dictates that you need to be. Yes. So. He, uh, Aizawa throws, um, a different version of the baseball that from the earlier, uh, or from like the, the first volume to oh, him. And he's different? like, okay, you remember the, st-? yes, it is. Because the other one, um, registered when it made contact, like with the ground, it was the ground had the sensor. Oh, not the ball. Right. Right. This one, the ball is the sensor. Yes. As, yeah. You can see around the diameter. Mm. Yes. Um, and he pretty much says, you know, you remember like what we did with the strength test. Like you remember your your previous re- uh, you know, score or record. Let's see how much you've grown since then. Um, and so and Baku goes pretty confident, and everybody's like, oh, awesome! Baku was going to just blow the side of the water. Um, and he he throws and he's very cocky. He's like, I got this. He throws it as hard as he can, with the, full with explosion. 
and everything. And just he he's like he don't. Um, and, and it and eventually lands, and we see that it's uh seven hundred uh and nine point six meters, and everybody is shocked. Obviously, except for Aizawa, and they're all just like, "Wait, what? That's not much farther." Mm. You know, they have they have absolutely grown, but but only their techniques and their minds have matured. They're, and then their bodies a bit. And to that, I have to say, well, clearly because you don't give them any physical training yes like are, are you just having them run laps the, the, what are you doing ua <laughs> sorry um it's like, but but pretty much your your quirks haven't kept up the pace like some of you your quirks might have improved a little bit because you've improved but that's about it to the point where i think he's almost implying that the only reason baku go through farther is because he's physically a little stronger and was able to throw it a little bit harder Yes, I could see that. Um, so basically, what they're going to need to do, what they're, the plan for here is, is to work on their quirks. And hopefully they will stay alive. Because apparently. Because, because apparently he threatens their lives all the time, even though that makes no sense. It's a rational it's deception. Not, it, no, that is an <laughs> irrational deception. Aww. But that's his shtick, so he's got to roll with it now at this stage. It's like. his shtick until it isn't. Until it isn't. Uh, but, you know, just like they have to stay alive, Mark, we stayed alive. But that is uh, the end of chapter 71. We struggled through it. And now. We are about to talk about uh, Volume 8. First of all, uh, we have a little side story. that we. This isn't the first side story we've got. Didn't we get one in like Volume 3 or Volume volume 2? I remember we have gotten a side story before, right? Do you remember if we had a side story before, Mark? Maybe? Luke? Yes. I just heard maybe. Are <laughs> you talking about the side chapter? Yeah, do you, have we gotten one of these before? I feel like we have, but I couldn't tell you when. Yeah, I feel like we have. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, that's not important. What's important right now is that we have an interview with both Mount Lady and Midnight uh, on Just Past Noon TV. And apparently today's theme is that, is it important to be sexy while being a hero? It's going to be one of those chapters, Mark. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh uh, and we get we the presenter gives a little background. Midnight is currently a teacher, uh, uh, but apparently when she first debuted, uh, her provocative costume caused quite a stir. Um, uh, but in the end, it, it was a bill put forward by I suppose the uh, the government that regulated the amount of skin any given hero costume can show. To the uh, point where I wonder if she had a different costume originally. I think in the anime, don't they kind of they kind of hint at something that is just it, a lot of straps? It, it's entirely possible. Yeah, maybe, maybe there might be a bit of homework, Mark. Who knows? Uh, probably not. But but Mount Lady points out that she looked a bit risque back in the day. Back in the day, uh, uh, even now she looks a bit risque. Actually, sorry, she looks oh well, always risque. This is this is midnight we're talking about. But then midnight points out that all her her current costume is just super thin tights as she uh, tugs on them uh, and then she gives a, a bit of an explanation uh, you know uh, your mileage may vary on this she explains that uh, in light of her particular quirk uh, an elaborate costume would just get in the way uh, and that is actually true for a lot of uh, quirk users so it's not about a need to be sexy it's just 
the sexiness it just happens, Mark, as a as a byproduct of getting the job done. And I love how professionally and like competently she answers this question. Like there's there's like she's she's doing a very like good professional job. And then Mount Lady opens her mouth. Yeah, uh, Mount Lady stirs the pot is what she does. She says it matches up with her proclivities. Plus, it matches up with her proclivities. Plus, to which, yeah. To which Mount Lady's pretty much like, are, are you looking for a fight? And Mount Lady's like, no, 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 no. I mean, good, good for you. At your age. Oh. And then we see their age, and just everything goes quiet at the <laughs> studio. And it's uh, kids up. Uh, Midnight is 31, and Mount Lady is 23. And pretty much what we get from this is that Mount, it almost feels like Mount Lady's a little jealous of Midnight's success and is trying to, like, is that what you get from that? I could get that, yeah. Like, it's it's just, like, it's like, I mean, your costume is pretty um, out there, too. Now, I know that you have a couple, di- like, once again, and yours is probably to an extent limited by your powers, but, or, like, what you could have on, hmm. but. And Mount Lady is still up and coming, whereas Midnight is pretty established in the. She, she's, she's so established yes. that she apparently has, uh, she's, it, how she acts here tells me that she's been in the public spotlight, probably because of the whole costume thing. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, definitely. A lot. She she's used to dealing with you know this kind of thing, and to the point where that she's teaching at one of the most prestigious you know, the most prestigious. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I would say the most prestigious. I'd say the most prestigious high school in the the country because I realize that based on what we know about this this world, there are hero courses and other things in the university level too. Um, yes. Uh, but but I would I would say did. Yeah, the the best she's a she's a teacher in the best hero course in the country. You don't get that by just being an okay hero. Yeah. You don't get invited into that. You have to be pretty darn good at what you do and a good teacher Definitely. to be to do that. I just don't ever see I don't ever see Mount Lady ever being able to do that. Really? Oh well, it's early days yet, Mark. You know, she's she's still got a promising career ahead of her. I well, would let say. me let me just say, I'm very interested. Uh, I'd be very interested if Horikoshi ever, you know, revealed some like past rankings of heroes. Oh, that would be because we will eventually find out that Mount Lady apparently gets pretty high ranking. Oh yes, yes. To the point where I'm wondering, I, I wonder how high Midnight ever got in those rankings when she was obviously trying to get higher in those rankings. Yes, and before she even was a teacher in UA, that would be interesting yes. as well. Yes, around Vigilante's era. Um, uh, actually, that would be a very interesting time because that was that was about uh at this point in the story that would have been about six years beforehand. Hmm. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe, well, we might see something along. We haven't seen any ranking in Vigilantes, uh, but it'd be no, we haven't. It'd be um, interesting if well, we, we got well, one we, in that we time have, frame. We have actually. We have seen a couple, and I'm not talking about just All Might. We have we have confirmed that a couple people have held the same ranking. That uh, oh, Endeavor's that number two, and yes. I want to say Best Genius was number four still. I think so. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And that that some of those heroes have held those spots for. A considerable amount of time. Yeah, especially yeah, especially when you think of how bar- far back that series is. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, but it all kicks off, Mark. Um, with, <laughs> and they, I, they basically they basically fight on yeah, stage. Yeah, cat fight. 
uh, and they're yeah they're they're and then uh, we find out that who is watching all this unfold uh, as they're they're they get get your hands off me and uh, where do you think you're groping, Mark? So will and the screen is blank and white though, so we can't actually see. Which what is probably it, for the best in this uh, particular situation. Yes, and uh, who's watching all this? Uh, Minetta. Unfold, but Minetta, of course he is, and he's very happy. And uh, like we're two for two for like Minetta moments in this episode. My goodness. Uh, and we we have actually another one. So there's a. There's a your at the very back in just sketch form. It's your hero academia, uh, grudge-filled tears. Yes. And it's um, uh, Benetta and Sarah. Benetta's like, hey, Sarah, and Sarah's like, huh? And Benetta's pretty much like looking very serious. Very like, serious. So how was Midnight's lap pillow? And Sarah's like, well, I don't really. And he's like embarrassed and kind of just like looking away. He's like, I don't really remember. I, I kind of sunk into it like. Like one of those corner memory pillows or counter memory pillows, and Minetta is like, how would you describe that face? <laughs> um, I don't know how you would describe it. He, he he's very forlorn uh, on the missed opportunity, maybe. He's he's, uh, he's both upset and like, it, there's a lot of emotions. And going angry. On yes. 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 There's, uh, there's a lot of emotions. There is. Going- there is indeed. Uh, but, Mark, uh, with that extra bonus panel, that is all the our bonus content, really, that we have in this volume. A lot more than we usually get. So No, this, nice. this this volume gets an A-plus for bonus content. Yeah, wow. E- even the in-between stuff. like very, Most of it was very informative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the character pages, uh, and we did get a couple of design pages as well. So I always do enjoy those design, the costume pages. Uh, so yeah, we did get a lot in this uh, in this volume. Now, Mark, for the back of the volume uh, is always yes. a highlight, and I really do like this one. This because I wasn't so hot on on volume seven, uh, but volume... it wasn't the best. No, but th- this one's pretty good. It's uh, all of the uh, pussycats, including two we have yet to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it, it's like an ad campaign thing, and it's all of them kind of laying crisscross. Um, and uh, it's uh, le- uh, let's protect nature. Uh, the oh, I thought it said Endor for a second. I'm like, wait, what? Um, Doesn't it say Endor? That is. Oh, is it, it? It it is that an A or is that an R? That no, I'm pretty sure it's Endor because I. Think oh it's yeah, no, to be it is. It's another Star Wars joke. Yes. Uh, Endor Environmental Protection Center. Um, and I'm like, okay, that that's kind of cool. That that is it. The best one? No, it's fun though. It's colorful. I appreciate the color. Um, yes, and then our character on the back, who is also the one on the side, um, is Yayorozu. Yes. And it's her looking very pensive, and then we see the same picture of her looking pensive, except you know more of her, not just you know uh, a mid shot. We see kind of like a uh, knees up. I don't remember the term for that type of shot, but then yes. uh, and the, on the front cover, but then we have kind of very dramatic panels that we have in the middle in a, in a giant red triangle, like blood red triangles. Um, uh, is All Might, and then on either side, and kind of their own panel that's showing, you know, the the background destruction behind them is uh, Midoriya and uh, Bakugo, mm-hmm. and then uh, on the bottom half we have uh, pretty much, pretty much these are our main characters at this point because we have um, Mineta holding his breath and running, we have Sue, uh, and then we have uh, Shoto, and then Aizawa, and these are pretty much all of our main characters. At this point, yes, for for the except arc. for Ida, except for Ida. Uh, well, but no yeah. one likes 
That is true. Yeah, I'll always take it as place. I love how I said no one likes Eden. You're like, yeah, that's true. Oh well, I know. I, I, I I'm I, kidding, I, but it was just funny that you was like, I'm sorry. What did he just? Maybe say? I didn't hear you correctly, Mark, because I like Eda. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. I don't hate Eda. I like Engenium a lot better than I like Eda. I'll throw that out there. Well, he is very good at vigilantes, but uh, we bo- we both like this volume cover, right, Mark? Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yes, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, it's I very l- comic booky. It is really. I don't know if it's just because of all the split panels, uh, but it is very cool. Uh, I think it is the split panels and the person in the center. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, the foreground and background, uh, like kind of motif going on. Yeah, I really do like it. Uh, but Mark, that is all the contents of the the volume covered completely. Now all that is left to do. Uh, is give our final... You know what, Mark? We didn't give our final thoughts for Chapter 71, so we better give our final thoughts. I figured we were going to do them both at the same time. So uh, for Chapter 71, I'm going to be giving it... And this was kind of tough for me to do. uh, I'm going to be giving it a 7-4. Okay. Um, Part of it has to do with... uh, just I I don't know. Like... So some of the stuff from Pixie Bob, I did not was not endearing, and I'm just like, I, like, oh, I, I'll I'll have my phone with you in three years, and I'm like, that still means you're really attracted to them, and I'm not that. Mm. Uh, while the uh, Minetta stuff was funny, it was just like really, I mean, it was exactly in character. Yes, but it was just like, eh. Um, and uh, while I like the the food scene, the the clay pot thing really just absolutely stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, it's confusing. Like halfway through the chapter, I'm like, okay, I'm going through here to pay this. I'm sorry, did I miss something? Uh, yeah, I, I overall, I really like it. It's just it had some problems that just destroyed it for me. Yes, I, I well, I'm going to go with a seven, uh, Mark. Really? I think it is a is a perfectly satisfactory chapter. Like it does the job. It's it's pretty much a setup. Maybe it, I yeah. thought you're gonna be like, no, I'm gonna give it like a point one higher you know like it doesn't do it doesn't stand out to me in any way really uh like we've had we, this is a chapter focused very much on like the class uh, and, we, and we've had class chapters before uh or like this the students of 1a at least um and like they've they've done a lot more for me than this chapter has N- nothing really stands out like there is nice moments uh, like everybody having food and and we seen them all interact together there. Uh, but I think it was just kind of the uh, like you were saying at the start, Mark. I don't know if you can hear any of this, by the way, but I'm just going to keep on talking. Uh, like you were saying at the start um, about the uh, you know like the the missed opportunity we had with seeing some fighting going on. Like we we do we are gearing up for a lot of action in the previous chapter, and then it's kind of washed over before we know it and then there's nothing yeah then there's nothing uh so like i know like you know obviously the anime did it better work well as i said i don't hold that specifically against this chapter yes because it shouldn't because with all the other stuff that happened in this chapter yeah yeah i can see that i can see that uh but still though it doesn't do any like and okay the manana scene oh yeah it is within his funny but it's like really it's a bit ex- yeah it's a bit extreme as well it, it was it was a forced way to get us this exposition dump 
Yeah, and I yeah I do appreciate like the that is the interesting part of the chapter for me is the finding out learning more about this Coda character and the uh, connotations of what it could mean uh, for both the the main plot and for Midori as well having this kind of uh, figure in him in his life who is kind of opposed to the heroes that he has been so fond of for basically all of his life. Um, I think it's setting up an interesting dyna- dynamic between those two that I'm looking forward to see more of. Uh, but apart from that, really, it doesn't really it doesn't deliver much. And then we find out at the very end that they have to train their quirks, which is kind of what we knew going in. So like, not a very exciting, not a, not a very groundbreaking cliffhanger. I would I would argue for for this volume anyway, Mark. Uh, but you know, it does it does the job. I'll give it a seven. Okay, are we talking about the volume now? I would like to hear your final thoughts on the volume. My final thoughts on the volume. So, I'm going to actually save my score for the end. Okay. For like the for a, So, while I, we liked a lot of individual parts of this thing, there are a ton of pacing issues. Yes. Like with the with the the uh exams for instance, just like the weird pacing there. Um and then how the fact it's like, so we have all these pacing problems, but we still don't see a bunch of these. But most of those kind of like weird pacing issues were just, it was kind of like weird, like bad planning. Right. And then you get into the back half of this book and we jump around. Like, was it last week that we had where we jump around like three different, pretty decently sized time jumps in, one in like the course of a page? Yes. Um, and it's very jarring. Yes. Um, and then here, it's just like, it feels like there's just a chapter missing. Um, so, well, I actually genuinely like this volume. I can't give it higher than like a 7. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a 7.7. Seven. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to go for the 7.5, but I'm like, there were some really good parts of this volume. Yeah, okay. I, I, like, I, 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 know, I, I know Coda's like one of my favorite characters, mainly for his character design. But that Kota Jiro and Jiro versus um, uh, Present Mike was probably the visually best fight. Mm. Like, in my opinion, like it was. I I can't think of a single problem with with that confrontation. Like that, it's like there's nothing I would critique. There's nothing I would do. It's so good and such a short page count as well. Such a short page count, and it even does the visuals of sound. Which yes. is a weird thing to say, but is absolutely what happened there. Did it absolutely perfectly. Mm. And made it exciting to read. Uh, yes. Which you would think that the sound encounter would be the least exciting to read, but it was. And they managed to even work character development in yes. there. Yes, it was the gift that kept on giving. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. And then you get other fights. Like, uh. Oh, what's a good fight that was just bad? Uh, o- um, Ojiro and Ida, because we didn't see it. That one. I'm not sure if you can hear me at that point. I heard Ojiro, so I'm, I know what fight you're talking about. Yes, or maybe uh, maybe uh, Kagakiri and uh, uh and and Shoji. Yeah, Shoji versus Snipe. It's like yes. wow. Um, apparently Snipe is terrible. Um, yes. Or that or that room <laughs> has never been repaired. One of the two. I would like some clarification there. Hmm. Um. But uh, but no, yeah, it, it's it, there's good parts, there's bad parts. Um, it has a good cover. It has a it has a very nice cover. Okay, is that your is that are you finished? Yeah. Seven okay. seven. I am going to go. Hmm, Mark, I am teetering between a seven eight 
and an eight for this volume. Uh, and it might work. It might work to give uh, volume eight an eight. I'm not sure. I really did like a lot of. I actually thought about that. It, yeah, th- with I, that logic too. I'm like, it was pretty good. It was pretty it, like. But I, I might give it, it the benefit of the doubt because it is an eight. <laughs> I think you were forgetting. Like we really did like a lot of these fights. Like we really, really did like the Sue and the Tokuyami fight a lot. That was pretty. Um, we really did enjoy, oh, obviously, the Jiro and Hagen Curry, uh, or Jiro and and Koda. Uh, and Koda sorry, uh, like that was uh, that was probably uh, and my personal favorite. I know you adored the Koda fight, but uh, I adored the Yayurozu and Todoroki fight. Uh, that, for, was that was very good and paying off uh, on on how Yayurozu got her groove back, which is something we've been waiting for. Since the sports fest, Mark. So it was, and, a, and, you, and you know what? I'll even throw a shout out to Mineta. He proved to be clever. You know what? And you know how much I'm a Mineta hater. I'm going to give you that shout out, Mark. I uh, I fully agree. I think that that was Mineta, probably you're, you're a dickbag, but that was that was pretty clever. Yeah, that was probably his his one shining moment, which he is since tarnished uh, in this chapter, at least in all these bonus pages. But. Uh, that was the one chapter. Uh, actually, that... I, would, I would argue that the bonus, that the the second bonus page, he didn't tarnish it at all. Yeah, that is that... the that that was a hundred percent in character and hilarious. Yeah, and he's a passive there. He's not doing anything dickish. Exactly, uh, it's, exactly, it's and the... that's why it works. Yes, it's the previous encounter that uh, he uh, he loses all his goodwill that he built up. But yeah, as you pointed out, that is a very enjoyable fight. And even after this, uh, the 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 final exam arc is finished uh we did get uh, a very solid chapter in encounter uh which was the shigaraki uh, in the in the mall chapter uh, and i really did like that as well it it gave us uh, a building up on a lot of uh, uh just adding some depth to the shigaraki character who, who has sorely been needing it because he has been uh, very, you know, lacking since the since USJ as just the kind of man-child leader. Uh, so it was good to finally see some meat getting put onto his bones. Uh, for for and that even that one panel mark, if you remember, uh, with the just the 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 like disintegrated hand and the small child standing over it. Do you remember that one, Mark? Yes. The implications of what that brought with it, uh, and like what what what. What the future holds for Shigaraki, uh, I was very excited by. And I'm not even a big, I'm not a big villains guy, so I think that is uh, very strong. If I, I'm having this much connection to it, uh, and then we enter the uh, the the training arc, and it's inoffensive. It hasn't done anything to really uh, piss us off too much yet. Uh, and I do the the I'm in loving the wild wild pussycat so far. Uh, and I can't wait to see more of them in the next volume. So uh, even if the even if the 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 final chapter and the cliffhanger was a bit flat to close out on the volume as a whole, I did enjoy this volume a lot, and I think I'm going to bump up my score to an eight out of ten mark. Okay. So Mark, it's been a heck of a recording, but all we have to do now is end the show. Uh, let's I see. hope so. Let's so, see if we can bring uh... this home. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ChalionX. That's at C-H-A-L-I-O-N-X. They can find you on Twitter at LJ underscore Hollywood. Podcast on Twitter at Hero Notes Pod. That is correct. And they can also find the show itself uh, on the internets. 
on right. Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. Correct. Uh, and they can also email the show at HeroNotesPodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, listeners, hopefully a time hopefully. with a better connection, uh, we want to wish all our listeners that whatever it is uh, that you find yourself doing in the big bad world out there to get a good internet connection for podcasting first and to go beyond plus ultra style and to stay tuned for the next episode of hero notes uh wow um i blanked there uh same hero time <laughs> same hero <laughs> channel <laughs>